15 Ooh. of the What's Your Own Podcast. One of your humble hosts, Rocco Crisis, and across from me is... Hey, Karen, and behind me... You got your girl, She Chef Keish, a.k.a. Nacho Mama Punch. Ow. And to my left... And this your boy, Zay Major, we in the building. Appreciate y'all for being back with us. Could have been anywhere in the world, but we're glad you're here with us. Yes, hey. Please, before we move forward, we want y'all to like and subscribe. Hit them buttons for all our new people that just started subscribing. We appreciate you. Glad yes. we was able to make that yes. connection. I'm glad we. I'm hopefully hoping that we can keep y'all connected with us for the rest of the duration because we plan on be around till we all over the grave. That'll be up to y'all. <laughs> but Misha, why don't you tell us what we got going on today, man? Well, as we all know, Black History Month is still in effect. Actually, this is our last show for Black History Month, so we got all kind of facts, like three, four, five, six of them. Y'all about to get a lot of information. Also, we're going to go over our main topic today, which is heroin addict Columbia professor. We'll get into more details about that in this functioning addict business. Can't make that shit up. <laughs> and speaking of what we can't make up, we also go over that favorite segment of ours, headed up by Rocco. And last but not least, we're going to go over some, well, first but not last, we're going to go over the local news coming off 72nd and Jeffrey. And for City, y'all. Hit us with us. All right, y'all. So, first of all, hey, y'all know who it is. <laughs> I ain't got to explain it, y'all. <laughs> okay, so um, my, I'm, doing my t- I'm doing two news today. I'm going to make them fairly short because everybody pretty much know about them. So, Friday at Forest City Mall, one of the workers was shot um, a few times by mm-hmm. a customer that came in harassing him. So, um, I don't know if they had an argument or whatever the case may be, but he went inside Forest City Mall to Foot Locker. They was going back and forth or whatever, I guess. Um, from that point, the, uh, the disgruntled customer pulled out a gun, shot the man a few times in the legs, arms. Mm-hmm. The, this man drove himself to Holy Cross, y'all. And from Holy Cross, they transported him to Mount Sinai. Why? I don't know. They took him there. But uh, that's where they took him to. So mm-hmm. with that being said, y'all, be careful in these malls because it seems like ain't no, it ain't crazy. safe nowhere. You know how it is when you're a victim of whatever's going on out here. And you feel like ain't nobody come to your aid fast enough. And my man felt like he had to save his yeah. own life. Yeah. And I've been in that myself. Drove myself too. So I understand what you're going through, man. That's 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 horrible. Right. And so, 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 too, man. I can't go get no J's, man. Exactly. Exactly. My favorite thing to do is shoe shopping. And then, okay, so on 72nd and Jeffrey, they found a man dead. In the garbage can. Mm. Um, he was shot in the back of the head. It was the back of the head, I believe. He was. But listen, at the end of the day, um, I don't know what's going on out here. It's just like people finding their bodies by their cars, in yeah. the street. They just found the lady in a snow pile up. Keep y'all eyes on y'all people. Try to keep in contact with them as much as possible. Um, just check on them. You ain't got to see them. Just at least check on them. If you don't, if, even if you don't. Uh, high time for him. At least send him a text message to make sure they are alright because man it's it's crazy out here. My uh, mom was just telling me a story today about a lady her her father live in the same house. She was in the basement with her husband. Her brother had been calling their father. The father wasn't answering the phone. Maddie, the father live on the second floor in the same house that they in. This lady did not know her her father was upstairs dead all these hours. Mm. Wow. So you have to be mindful of your people, especially your elders. Yes. Keep an eye on your people, y'all. Mm. That's hard, man. Yep, it definitely is. You got to check on them as much as you can, especially with the weather being the way it is. Some people oh, stuck yeah. in the house. 
Some people may be stuck outside. Killer icicles around this motherfucker, too. Woo, child. Listen, mm-hmm. I went to my mama's house and asked her, I said, y'all got insurance, right? Because one of them icicles hit me upside the head, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use it. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. stay if it don't impale you, like, it's <laughs> like right. a critical. Hey, hey, right. Let go nowadays. You know what times we living in. Yeah. yeah. I, don't take it personal. I'm showing you. Yeah. Just make sure y'all insurance paid actually. up. Because if you don't knock them down, I'm getting down. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I said I quote for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> but yeah, y'all be careful and keep an eye on y'all people. Check on them, just make sure they straight. You ain't gotta have a long conversation. It don't take nothing to make a phone call or send a text message to make let your loved ones know that you're even thinking about them, or you just want to simply just check on them. True story. Thank you, Keish. No problem. Rocco, what do you have for us? Can't make it up. The shit. Uh, no, 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 no. Black history first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do that. Well, so I'm going to represent. I want some more. <laughs> I want some more. She has. So I'm going to represent. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't sharing. I'm going to represent for the arts. Today is the legendary Jordan Peele's birthday, February 21st. It is Pisces season officially. Boom. Um, another great thing about that is that I don't know if you all heard, but Candyman 2021 is coming out this year. Jordan Peele is also a comedian. You may know him as the writer and director of Us and Get Out. Very talented. He like a black Alfred Hitchcock of our time. So to me, his birthday and him coming out with that film this year is a black history moment. What else do we have in black history say? Oh, man. Moderma, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the lead scientist on that particular team that's creating the vaccine for us is a black doctor. Dr. Colbert, congratulations. Congratulations. Black sisters doing their thing, y'all. And she's young too. She only 35. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Talking about little sister. Hey, little sister. That's what's happening, man. I'm proud of you, sister, man. Keep stunt, keep stepping up, man. Keep letting people know, man. Quit putting us in these boxes. That's right. I'm Even in charge. Doing it all. He's telling you, you in charge, girl. And to push on. To take us even further back, following in the footsteps of that, he go another. Have y'all seen that movie Hidden Figures? We understood what those black women played and yes. us being able to go out and be the first ones to make it to the moon. That's right. Well, here's another hidden figure that nobody knew about Miss Gladys West. Miss West, along with the whole theory of relativity that was set up by Albert Einstein, she took it a step further and is the reason why we have GPS. So that was a sister back then. She is inducted in the Air Force Hall of Fame. Hey, congrats, sir. That's something that they don't teach us. And some that that has been hidden from us. Because like I said, she did this over 40 years ago. Wow. 40 years ago. So that lets us know that this information has always been out there. But it ain't been pushed to the public as everything else. Makes it to the talk about all the bad things, but that was definitely something that should have been beautiful thing. on the front of Times, on the front of all of the magazines at that time. Hey, she a billionaire? She ain't no nair. Mm. She should definitely be a billionaire. She ain't no nair. Because it's too many, it's too many, it's too many things from GPS on. Yeah. Thing, only thing they was, was, was giving us back then was recognition. It was and whatever and small amount was, of that. Was, hey, if they, she would have had that patent, a percentage of whatever GPS uses we are doing today. Man, she will be uh, well, probably richer than uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, she's still alive. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Only thing that post is to get in this air. That's crazy. It's, it's a sad thing, man, that she, that all of the things that, 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 that our people have 
made possible for us to move further as a race, as a people, as a world, as the world moves forward. And we are pushed down to believe to be drug addicts or drug dealers or, mm-hmm. and problems in today's society. Mm-hmm. But we are benchmarks Problem in everything solvers. that moves forward. You know what I'm saying? And, and it goes both ways as it is in every race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the recognition of us, eh, not so much, right? So we are here at the Watch On to make sure we pay homage. We let them know that, hey, man, we recognize you, we see you, and as long as we breathe, we're going to let it be known. Yes. So we appreciate you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Moving on. To what we can't make the effort. Man. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> so, you know, they always tell us, you know, it's always good to own real estate. They always say how the real estate game is always booming. No matter what's going on, you can make money in real estate. Real estate, real estate, real estate. Well, I have a couple here who they purchased, let me see, they were in California. This couple purchased a home for a little under $300,000. They put $400,000 into it. And they wanted to use it as a, you know, they first home that they put in to try to get into the, the market of doing real estate. So they put four hundred grand into this joint, put it on the market under their names. The appraiser came out and only appraised it for a hundred thousand. Added on from what they purchased it for, and they couldn't understand like why. So the 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 woman who the the the, the wife of the in the couple she went and looked at what they put down. And her reading how they appraised it let her know that they appraised it differently than what it should have been appraised for. Mm-hmm. And she said to her, it felt like a slap in the face. Their name is Paul and Tanisha Tate, Austin. So they purchased it in California. So what she did was she went and found her buddy of the Caucasian persuasion, told her what happened. Asked her, buddy, hey man, you think you can list this under your name well list this under my name but with your face mm. and put it out there the woman agreed yeah sure I'll do it and sure as hell she relisted it what she did was she went home got pictures of her family mm. brought it to the house made it look like it was her house mm. called another appraiser out they came and appraised this home and they appraised this home for one point five million dollars, mm. more than fifty percent mm. higher than what they initially had appraised her for, they only gave up to uh, eight hundred fifty thousand. Mm. Mm. After she had put seven hundred thousand into it, four hundred thousand into it. They only appraised it four hundred thousand of what it was initially appraised for. Wow. That's How do you explain something like that? Like, How do you look people in the face after just doing them like that? That's the thing that amazes me. Like you have to look people in their face after you just flat out just disrespected them. I wonder what the conversation was if she went back to the original appraisal and just sort of showed them the new appraisal. Like, can you account for this, or do you think she didn't exactly. say that? I don't know. She built like me. Cause I'm sure had to take her that. I had to. Yeah. I'd have had to put that in their but face. But people do it to people face every day. And everybody else face that is out. Landish. Yeah, people do it to people every day. Where you read the report from? It was a news break. So she did go to the newspaper. 
Yeah, eventually. I, I would have went all, all the way. I, I would have put her all over social media. Oh, and I blasted her. They would have. They would have definitely been out the business when I was done with them. That's crazy. Absolutely. Definitely would have had the smack. That's the epitome of racism. Racism. Oh yeah, huh. that is the definition. Yeah. Because the way that they zoned her and right. put the stuff in, obviously in whatever terminology, they was letting folks know this is black owned. Right. In this neighborhood. Mm. So these are the numbers we want to give them. Mm. Yeah. So how can you? Yeah, going by this so you can make some money off of it. That's basically what they were right. doing. Right. So they you could come up off of it. Right. Uh-huh. They're going to sell it to one of their buddies so, so they can come up, come up off of it. Of course. Horrible. Yeah, Horrible. but people do it to people every day, and, mm-hmm. and they don't. And they, and they, if they don't get called out on their shit, they can continue to do it. And a lot of people ain't the wild. Mm-hmm. They would look at them same people and think, well, they know what they're doing is their job, so right. they must be right. It was a good right. thing that they were smart enough to even Get do what they did. Hand. Yes. That's just like going to the doctor. You always need a second one. Hey, mm-hmm. man, you can't let nobody trick you out your shoes, man. Hell no. Wow. They'll try. Oh, they'll try. To, they'll try to finesse you straight up out your shoes and so cold with it to make you hand them to them. Yeah. Of course yeah. Hey, you can take these. I'm gonna get some better ones. And they only go the do ones you get back ain't as good as the ones you had on. Like they'll pull it and have a script as to explain why. And if you're not totally on top of your business, you gonna go because for one, you deferring to their expertise. But two, sometimes you don't even fully understand the language. And for thirdly, you probably don't understand how the shit is set up. And I just had a conversation with my man to my right earlier today. And my granddaddy told me way back in the day, you pay for what you don't know. Yeah. So that in which you are not educated on, those that are, are going to tax your ass for it. Mm-hmm. Until you yourself study and show yourself approved to be out of eye. So when they come to you with that bullshit, you understand what's the bullshit. Hey, so I got a question. What was the house appraised uh, for before they actually renovated it? Did they no, get they the didn't say what did they purchase it at? They purchased it at three hundred thousand, right? And they put four hundred thousand in it. So the lady and they appraised it at four hundred thousand. And then gave them hundred thousand. So she she, was going to, she appraised it for about eight hundred thousand. They put four hundred thousand into it. They should have actually hundred more than what was well, she did. That's what made her go back. Like she like, wait, we just put four hundred grand in this joint. So the lady on the appraisal. You telling me this is all I'm getting? Right. A hundred thousand. At the end of this, and then you know it's gonna be some negotiation in that. Yeah. Right. You know, even at this stream, people gonna talk you down off of that. Facts. Especially if they Isaiah, he gonna talk you off of it. <laughs> you coming off that original. Well, I wonder what was the comps in the area because a lot of times appraisers go off of that too. So one, so one of the appraisers had to go off of it, but they couldn't have been looking at the same comps. Couldn't have been. I'm telling you, to get 1.5 million from the second, <laughs> right? Yeah, the second appraiser valued the house at one point four eight two thousand hundred thousand. So that tells you right there, one million four hundred eighty two thousand. The previous one, nine eighty nine. Six hundred thousand dollar difference. E. That's how grips. That's a lot of money. That you was cheating these people out of. Because all, all she was going to do was send one of her friends and then, to get it. That's exactly that what I was going. That's exactly what I was going. Because what she was going to do was send one of hers and there and them to buy. We flip it, spit this 300000 And that's what we going to do. 
That's what she was gonna pull. Right, which basically that's what she was gonna pull. The original owner. That's yeah. what she was gonna pull. Hey, she's she she probably not only doing that to her though. She probably doing it to a lot of other people. If she yeah, yeah, yeah. Old she, enough to do it. But she was just the first one that found, figured it out yeah. and called their ass on her shit. Because the bitch tried to go too hard. If it would have been a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand off, she might be like, oh, I guess it ain't worth what I thought. But that big ass gap, she like, nah, bitch. You shot to do too much. I right. think that's how she got found out. Mm, too much. Yeah, that's why you, you got to add. You got extremely greedy. Because <laughs> right. if she just said, like, if she just went for the million, it probably wouldn't have seemed so bad. Yeah. In her, mind, to, uh, in her mind, she thought that they was going to jump for that hundred thousand. Yeah, because she's the. In her mind, she felt like, well, make it seem like they're making a hundred thousand dollar profit, man. They get out on that hundred thousand. They'll be happy. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be happy. Gonna be extremely happy to sell no. for that hundred thousand. That, that ain't shit. And that couple looked at that number like, oh hell no. Right. Yeah, normally when you renovate a whole house, you normally increase the value of it by like thirty five to forty percent. So to they should actually knew that before even renovating it. But that's crazy. That well, that's crazy. Yeah, they went and got that second. That's bad karma. Though. Bad karma trying to get oh, over yes. something yes. like that, man. And that's what it was with with my feeling that you renovated. That was the same thing. One eighty. End up chopping it up to three hundred and fifty. Mm. <laughs> like, right. damn, this man rebuild my whole joint. Mm-hmm. One eighty in, it's three fifty out the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yes, the whole area went up since then, but still, right. God damn, right. Hundred thousand. E. They only do it. They tripping. They pulling it, man. All right, Misha, move us on to the topic of the day, please. All right, so I know it's been all over the news. It's been all over Facebook, social media. Carl Hart, the Colombian <laughs> professor, has been hitting the lines, y'all. He says he used he has used heroin. Literally hitting the lines. Hitting the lines. We ain't talking about news lines. We ain't talking about heroin lines. talking about the lines on the road either. No, <laughs> no, sir. So he Dope says lines. that he uses heroin. So first off, let me set the backdrop. Come he on, has yeah. been studying psychology and neuroscience for like thirty years. So this is his field of study. <laughs> He wrote a book that advocates to legalize drug use. Now, I believe a lot of people are confident and kind of coming out the closet. Now that marijuana is legal. So alcohol is legal. Marijuana is legal. So now those who have other interests are like, hey, mine, altering drugs are available, are illegal. Let's move, let's move on over and include these. So that's what he's advocating for, for the legalization of heroin. So in order to push his point that it should be legal... He gives his personal testimony. And his personal testimony is that he uses heroin like he uses alcohol, like how he has sex, like how he enjoys going to an art museum. Just as a decompression method to have a solid work-to-life balance. He says that he has used it 10 days straight and then allowed himself to come down. But he says that it's not... A bad uh, withdrawal that is something like he called a mild symptoms from 13 to 16 hours after the 10 day binge. And so basically, this is a brilliant man, an attractive man, a very successful man, a very functional man, and still the height of his career. So some people are saying, hey, if he said it, maybe it's true. What say you with your own? I think his ass is damn fool. And I don't think he's going to be teaching much longer. Yeah, definitely. What is a drug and uh, alcohol violation policy? Because he definitely mm. violating that. Well, he ain't doing it in well, school. Well, evidently. 
whatever the policy was, it must not apply to him. Because if he, if it does apply to him, and he came out and said that, then drugs ain't as good as you <laughs> as he making it out to be. Because that was a stupid move. Yeah. yeah. So do you think I he would think he's that risk? He's yeah. got to be a tenured professor. Uh-huh. He knew he wasn't gonna lose his he, job. He had and then they are they gonna have to pay him out severely. Yeah, That's gonna be a professor. He is, a goddamn you know, what you call that parachute package yeah. that he's gonna get if they do actually fire him because he had to know about the backlash from this. But to me, it brings up a more interesting conversation about drug use. A lot of people. I'm a millennial. Zay, you two know not quite like they are two like generation Xers, her on the tail end. And I just feel like when we were growing up, it was like no to drugs. We were just sitting here talking about the D.A.R.E. program that many of us went through. Right. And so our connection to drugs now is totally different. It's so much more acceptable. Listen to all the music. They sell it and then they buy it back from the customers and shit. So it's like, what do we tell the young people when they're looking at highly successful people? Dibbling and dabbling, as the old folks say, and um, what they call serious or hardcore drugs. Rocco, I call them drug addicts. <laughs> ain't, no other way, ain't no other way to put it in my mind. You have because so- I don't, I don't understand. I come from a generation where drug use was always frowned upon. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Just like and going to jail. You know, drug dealing was the thing. You know, getting money, using it to bring your situation up, bring mm-hmm. your family up out of a situation of poverty. Mm-hmm. This is what was the drug game was glorified when I was growing up. Right. You know, you a user, uh, you a clock, uh, you Isaiah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't never cool to be sitting there outside of weed saying, what you doing out here on the drug side? It was never okay. It was never all right. You know, they tried to make cocaine at one point. The powder, they tried to make it, you know, it was a social and thing. And it had this moment. Remember thing. when everybody had the valve on their neck? Yeah, that was early place. 80s. That was early Boy, 80s. Or in the bracelet. You know what I'm talking about? They, they had them in the damn bracelet. They popping too. the top on there. Yeah, they, they were. But then it transitioned into crack. It got in the basin and the game flipped. Right. It started tearing down everything. Right. And again, it went to the frown. The palm thing, if you remember in the black exploitation movies, how the drug addicts was looking in, strung out with the with the thing tied around their arms. And, you know, they could they shoot themselves in there. It was never okay. Mm-hmm. So now we transition into this time where it's cool to do everything, and I'm not understanding up us, down us, mushrooms, you know, coke. Even when I listen to the music of the, of, the, of the rap game now, a lot of them is like glorified. They, they dope fiends, and fiends. I'm not getting how is fiends running fiends. the rap game? Yep, and uh, that's blowing me. Like that totally is against like dope fiends. You know like. what I'm saying? I, I'm not comprehending. When did this become acceptable? When it came in on on the tales of a uh, certain R and B and rap songs, it became more popular. People started dealing. So when was the first time that y'all knew somebody in our age demographic? Not no older person, because the older people caught the wave in the eighties. But that you knew somebody your age and did hard drugs. How old were you? Okay, so ten. um, dang, about... wait, you knew a ten year old was getting high? No. In my age range, you said mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. your, your current age, age range, or no, you no. About when we were younger. That was your peer at any point. When was the first time you seen one of your peers doing hard drugs? Ten. This dude I went to grammar school with was doing acid when we Dang. were super young. Dang, Damn. that's what I'm talking about. Acid. It's a whole new world. What about you? No. 
You ain't never seen nobody in, in your- my demographic that I fuck with that we went to school with. I ain't never known none of them. In our group, and I'll come away. Well, I ain't never um, had none that got out. And if they did get out, it ain't never made it to the point where it was known to everyone outside that was in our in our circle. Right. So if they did get out, they fell off the map and got on with it because we never knew. In my group, I can't think of not one that I was like, oh yeah, that's right, such and such was. No, I don't. And our in in unilaterally left or right of me, I can't think of any in so my. So you ain't know nobody was that was smoking weed or doing nothing else. No, I don't not consider weed. weed. But let's say <laughs> we gonna you, crack the tab at, at cocaine. And, and but that, that includes the prescription medication. That includes the lean. That includes popping pills. Okay, well, you're going to judge them again. I don't know if you. That's what I'm saying. The lean? I don't know, because I don't consider lean. Is that a hard job? I didn't consider, yeah, some people, I guess, have been knocked out, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. But then what defines a hard job? Again, now see, this is me dating myself because in my mind, I'm thinking heroin. I'm thinking cocaine. I'm thinking. Um, but it's a whole other. Yeah, it is. It is. Now that you yeah. sit there and say that, technically, you shrooms. the shrooms is hard shrooms drugs because you go off on a trip of that and don't no, come we, back. We 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 had some. I had we've had people tell us about that that was that have tried it within our family demographic, but they wouldn't use it. They popped. They tried it. Told me the story about it. It blew them out. But never. Users consistently. I gotta go get some of them. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Uh, lean. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now that you say that, I know a lot of people lean like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pill popping? X. Yeah, X, X is a big one. I know a lot of motherfuckers out here on them jawbreakers now that you say that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them on them That's jawbreakers. the current hard drugs. Yeah, yeah, now that you say that. But and so the how old were you the first time that you the, said somebody doing something that wasn't weed or alcohol that was your peer? That wasn't weed or alcohol that wasn't. I was wrong, wrong, though. Because mm. those drugs, I don't know, man. When they became popular, my peers were grown already. Yeah. So when they started using them, they started using them then, then you know, in their 30s. In their 30s. What about you, Keisha, first time? Because okay. that's when they became popular. Right. So um, about five years ago, well, still in my adult age, mm. I met a 20-year-old that was already addicted to crack. Mm. So and it's like it, it was but it was messed up because she was super young. Yeah, that's and amazing. And then I met one like two years younger than her. Younger than her? Yeah, two years younger than wow. her. Doing it. So this girl, she, basically, she was seventeen. She was about to be eighteen. Um, doing um, she was doing crack, and she was selling herself, and I think she was doing heroin too. She was. And they were some really pretty girls. It's like, how did y'all get into that? You know what I'm saying? It's real bad. I, yeah, especially I crack. Especially heroin. Mm-hmm. Like, those two drugs specifically would amaze me that a younger demographic would go into that. Now, I get the perk. I get the lean. I get the ass. I get that. I get... I can't picture nobody in our demographic doing meth. Yeah. I don't know, no, I don't know nobody with this skin tone doing meth. You do? I know somebody that tried it. And this is not the doing other one. It. Tried is one thing. Doing, doing is another. another. Well, this person only admitted to having tried it. But this is the other thing. Until you really access that world, you don't ask certain questions neither. It wasn't until I didn't know nothing about none of it until I dated somebody a few years ago. And then he popped pills and he kicked with it, PCP. And then they ended up. And so after that experience, when I went forward in relationships, I would meet people. I was like, oh, so you do anything besides weed and alcohol? I had never asked that before because I didn't know anybody did. So that's Once I question. start asking, <laughs> and every time it's, 
a story. I ain't never, Ooh. every time, it's a, well, Coke in college, well, acid at this time. It ain't never been, no, I ain't never done, nah, not since I started asking. That ain't never been the answer. That's so crazy. that's the other thing. Like, that's you don't know who do what because you're not going to ask. I was raised afraid of certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of heroin. I'm afraid of cocaine. Lady sings the blues. So I didn't play Blow. no games. I didn't want no positive being in my system. Nino ever. Brown. I repeat, Poopy. ever. I mean, ever. listen, Samuel L. Jackson was a crackhead on Jungle Fever, scared the shit out of me. I'm like, mama, what the fuck wrong with you? Pookie. Him? Pookie, New Jack City. Like, when we was growing up, and it was a lot like of Pookie showing up like, like a strong saying, guy. Though, I'm, I'm touching when you were saying, like, Lady Sings the Blues. Lady Sings the Blues. You know, a lot of the Diana black Ross was strung out. Yeah, man. Shooting up. Uh, then you got somebody shooting up that. Basically, everybody that went to Vietnam on all the movies, they fucking, you know, yeah, heralded out. Chris Tucker and uh, Dead, Dead Presidents. Like, it, the, the movies really the, scared the fuck you know out of me. Like, yeah, I was terrified. So, no, it's, it blows me. But then that's the disconnect. We were talking about history earlier. How we are so disconnected from the history of so many things. To, it's like everything is new to this new right, generation. Right, right. And if you don't know your history you are doomed to repeat it and it goes back to that school teacher that had the audacity to tell them kids that slavery itself wasn't as bad as they made it out to be that slave masters didn't beat the slaves that the n-word isn't a racial slur and 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 all that you know, but their, it was it took a black child that was in and it was an AP class too. It's an honor class. Like hey, you expect and to tell some teenage it. kids that this shit don't exist. But it was amazing to me. But the point of the matter is for her to feel comfortable enough to think that she can deceive them kids that way. Yeah. Was it a white shows, teacher? Yes. It shows that you can disconnect. You're trying to find a valley of disconnect to get rid of all of the bad that you guys have done, that all the bad that has happened, to divide it. And there's that way of making it not have ever existed. And these kids today, it's a lot of them that ain't touching on that. Like with the drugs thing, like if you never understood what the drugs have done to the communities in the 70s and the 80s, the and, the, and the 90s, then you gonna dip and dab in it in 2010s and up. True. Because you don't understand That's it. how it tore your community up. So now they trying to make it do it again. Right, I believe that. Because when it first caught the community, it caught the community off guard because they had never seen no shit like that. A lot of people was like, shit, I thought it was like weed, like coke and shit because, you know, they had just really started playing with drugs in like the 50s, 60s. It was, if you think about it, the introduction of drugs in that way is still very new to us as a society. Like 50 years ago. But it was different types. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, you know, these types been of around shit. since the 20s. Right, but like. Doing opioids and doing the mafia days back in the early, early But 20s. that was still also rich people. Like, so I guess really the game changed when poor people started getting access to drugs in mass. Because. Mm, that's when that crack so? rock hit. Mm, yeah. That crack rock hit, boy, it hit like. And so the people. It hit like COVID. And so the reason <laughs> they hit them like that is because they like had COVID, never seen boy. nothing like that before. No. And so now it's like what you're saying. Now they ain't never seen nothing like that before because it's too far beyond it. Because it was really our parents. It was really people who was born in the 50s and 60s getting knocked in the head with that shit. Getting knocked. So then we tried to come through like, hold on. You yeah. born in the 80s. You ain't too. I, I mean, that's not true. I won't even make that statement. But we were a little bit afraid of drugs more so than our parents. And so 
Now, they, now, I guess these kids ain't scared also because maybe we don't talk about it like we used to. I walked into I mean, a, rappers talk about it a lot. Right. No, it's but, but, but do we like, try to deter them like we used to? Like, we see <clears> school <throat> programs there. Like, do we say no to drugs as hard as we was in the 90s? No, because a lot of those programs don't exist no more. They just start raiding the schools. They start stealing all them programs from the schools. They stop making them available. Right. Yeah. They took away the drug so, programs out of the schools. Like some you of these kids don't even have music class no more. That was a, that's where I was going. Like, you you took away the that's real music. Like, you Pianos, away flutes. Like, you taking away, like you said, the band program. Like, yeah. you taking away the, the basketball, the baseball. You took yeah. away that, too. Right. And then you, oh, the, the money's not there. And the money's not there because they got smoking it. Uh. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> that, too. Because <laughs> they were smoking it. <laughs> okay. I had a moment. <laughs> no, but that's, the truth, that. but that's the truth, though, in so many words. You know how we said, man, you smoked all that off. Meaning, they jagged the bread. Because yeah. you got people that were sitting in these positions in these school educational systems who have degrees in teaching but don't have degrees in finance. And they are in control of the money and they were fucking up the money. And I said fucking up the money. Like, so now we don't it. got money for all these teachers having to go. Why would these they, teachers have to go? They use it. They using it for their own pleasure and personal gain because you you got people out here that's working in these schools and stuff like that or working with the school systems as far as that funding. But when y'all go out on a lunch date, you're paying for it with the school's money. Right. Like when did your lunch date start paying for the school money? And stuff and, that, like hey, you know if, what I'm saying. If, if they allow you to do it, you're gonna continue you to gonna do continue it. You're gonna continue to do right. it until right. you get caught. Control of the finances, until you and a lot of them is giving a lot of the contracts to the schools and all of the stuff that goes to their buddies, right. and letting their buddies get some of the bread and tapping into not of them pockets and that wealth, and, and, and they not making it available like it was supposed to be where it's supposed right. to go. Mm-hmm. Right. You so those misappropriation of funds because. Motherfuckers know when shit being misappropriated, but it don't impact them, so they don't give a damn. Yeah, you yeah. It's obvious where it's being misappropriated in our communities. But I'm talking about within in the schools and yeah, within the schools. They shit out there in them, in them suburban schools. Exactly. They ain't, they ain't jagging their money because right. their parents is at the PTA meetings. We want to know where the money went for ABCF. Why did they yeah. stop this program? Why did they quit? Why my little daughter can't go to? Why my son can no longer? When the funds are acclimated, they know exactly how much fun was acclimated to that school and where it was supposed to go. So when they go to the PTAs, they got questions. Yeah. In our community, when we go to the PTA, we got questions that get pushed up. The road. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about hey, that. But then they, they, also, they also give out that information in those communities as well. But they don't give public Schools in the inner cities that information, right? And that's how. The and but will will we go out and say we don't like anything? Like I have a friend and they were um what's that school of ethics Saint Rita? It's either Saint Rita or no, it's not Saint Rita. It's um anyway, it's over there in like um off eighty first in Indiana, like that area. The mm-hmm. school is over there, and they have made it into a women's shelter during COVID specifically. And then the community was like, okay, we ain't gonna trip. These are women, these is hard times. And they held a meeting and they was like, okay, cool. They tore down a wall and created a whole men's shelter in there. The community was like, we don't want the niggas here. And I ain't, I can't knock them because they like, that's gonna bring y'all closed down a shelter on the north side. And now y'all making it co ed. 
90% of homeless people have addiction issues already, and we don't want a homeless shelter in the middle of our community so that we can be checking our doors and motherfuckers can be breaking in our cars. Mm-hmm. And they was like, well, we gave y'all, we sent y'all out an informational and a robocall. They was all like, robocall? Y'all lying. Now y'all lying, saying y'all follow procedures. Like, did anybody get a robocall or something in the mail announcing that they was going to make this a full-blown permanent co-ed shelter in the middle of our community? They was like, we informed y'all. And they didn't even have to prove that they informed them and the community members saying we were not informed. These are the homeowners in that area. They supposed to be able to vote on shit like that, but they yeah, didn't yeah. give us the same options. Never That's true. the same options. None of the options are available. And before they and, knew it, and, they was in, in construction. And neither are the explanations. Right. The explanations what they like, should have ah, did. Know, what they should have did is start picking them. If they would have started picking them, they could have shut that whole construction project down. Because mm. it had to have been a union project. If they would have stood out there with 20, 30 people every day, not allowing any of the contractors to go inside the project, they wouldn't have been able to move forward doing anything. Mm. And that's what they should have did. That's definitely what they should have did. Mm-hmm. Or Leo. Mm-hmm. With Leo. Now that I think about it. Leo. Mm-hmm. Is it? It was one of them over there. Leo South Mayor. That's on 79th Street. I know. Leo yeah, was on uh, boys' school. Right, mm-hmm. but but it's the school ain't been operative. And so they went from a few a few women in tents to just full-blown, like... Mm-hmm. And they didn't give a damn. Like, they had the homeowner, the alderman, everybody. And they was like, whatever, niggas. We told y'all. I think Leo's on 7th Street, ain't it? Yeah. I think that's it, right. man. Uh, close to 7th and May. It's by yeah. Hostel, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Over there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. You stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Sure And will. the problem with that is, you know, it's, it's what Cuz just stated is, is a powerful fact. Like, the power... As Dave Chappelle said, the power in America lies with the people. Right. It lies in the union of the people. It lies oh. in us uniting and standing together against the travesties and justice that this country constantly tries to bestow, bestow in our communities. Speaking and the problem with that is unity is so difficult to right. cultivate. In our community. And you saying that made me think of the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. We got to shout it out. Did everybody see it this week? Yeah, I, I said, seen it. All I'm right, all right, all right. So, what, I mean, what do we think? Let's talk about it briefly because that's another big Black History Month event to me. Let me tell you something. Um, the movie was good. I, the what he did, the, uh, the undercover snitch did. That's something people still continue to do today. And it's it's not nothing new. That's not nothing You know what I'm saying? New. So you got people that are smiling your face and be telling the people shit behind your back just to get you booked to save their own ass. That shit still happened today. That's in all actuality, that's how yes. my guy locked up. A hundred percent. The 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 other caveat to that is when people put people in position to tell you that. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, they do, but you have yeah. a choice whether to do it or not. True and story. he chose to do it. So he wouldn't do Five years in prison. Come on, now, you did the crime. I was thinking, but at 17, I would hope that a 30-year-old black man would make that choice. But a 17-year-old boy, that's how old he was when they flipped him. Yeah. That's that's not too far-fetched. It's not. And once he was in it, yeah. you ain't getting out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's why they flipped him. Yeah, because he was carrying around that badge and stealing cars. Nah, that's not why they flipped him. 
Why? Do you remember when he was asking him the questions? We were sitting at that table. Oh, but he said about Martin Luther King. Like, were you upset with Martin Luther King? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, because he didn't feel no type of way, and he didn't mm. feel like he had any allegiance to any of that. Right. And he felt like you're the perfect candidate to go do that because you don't, you don't, don't fuck really anyway. give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true shit, though. No, he just asked. It's the truth. So those are the cats that they see. I'm saying these fans be moving. On a real cerebral level. Right. And most people would have glossed over that simple fact. I sure did. I and caught I it, it immediately. Twice. I watched it twice. Like, ain't that a bitch? Mm-hmm. So you played on that innocence of that kid because he yeah. really didn't know how to fuck to feel. He was too young. Right. So he didn't understand right. how to feel about Martin get assassinated. And before he can really get to a point where he can feel some type of pride about himself and his people... Let me use you right quick. Facts. Facts. And then, because what I did not know, I didn't know, and me being me, because this happened before my time, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Fred was that young. 21. So my question was, how old was Buddy by that time? So I know they flipped him at 17, but they wasn't going over the timeline giving us the the problem I had. I was wondering, like, this was six months or this was five years, nigga, because if that's the case, (laughs) how long was this going on? Because Fred could have been 17 at that same time with you. If he was assassinated by 21, maybe y'all both were 17 when it all came out. And then my other question was, you know, they said that Buddy... Committed suicide when that episode aired After from I watching out. the prize. I was mm-hmm. like that. That man been living with that shit for thirty years. But he didn't kill his motherfucking self. I'm like, they iced him. Ah, okay. He got knocked smith. Yeah. When that shit aired, let's talk speaking. And before some more interviews come your way, yeah. we gonna take care of this right now. Yeah. Well, the, when that when that came out with that with that interview, yeah, that was like in. Late 90. 80s or 90? Yep, 1990. They caught that video, and when that truth came out, them brothers in the town. That night. Let me tell you. Went, that night went holiday. Exactly. <laughs> so let me that. tell you. So that's that's what I was about to was. say. That's that what I was about to say. Because him telling what he did and how he did what he did, whether he killed himself or somebody else killed him, it was going to happen anyway because. Once they seen what you did, somebody saw you anyway. Yeah. And then the, 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 he, he stayed in the community. Exactly. And kept doing like I lost another nothing. six, seven, eight, nine years. They said right. he was posted up. Yeah. So, so nobody, because if it's understood correctly by the movie, the movie itself made him seem like he was part of the struggle. Yeah, but they also said it was a fictionalized account, meaning some real, some fake, and that's yeah. what I struggle with. Like, did he really draw him? Was that was that part of the real life thing? If you look at the vanguard of the Black Panthers, it was because that was yeah. a documentary, and that's what they were saying. That's one of the things like I was, was wondering about. Yeah. So, which was odd because I recorded the vanguard of the Black Panthers five years ago and watched it, and still on my DVR to this day. So when I watched that, I had to go back. So I was like, yo. And a lot, they could say what they want. Not, uh, I feel like the fictional parts were the parts in the private. Mm-hmm. But the documented parts, like when they were shooting at each other outside that building, oh, that's on Vanguard. And it's live. Right. They, well, not live, but it's recorded. They were right. watching that go down. Right. So in that, that went down like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they was busting. Now, how Buddy snuck out the back and came through the back, you know, that wasn't on there. 
Right. right. You know, so if that was true, the private part, true, like you yeah, said. Yeah, like I said, the private part. Like how it was you on have Titanic. To have, you, have you have to have, have some type of... Right. Character you have to have development. To develop and move the story along. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll be a documentary. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, with that being said, those things were inserted to move it along, which makes it... Eh, and so Based y'all on, know that Charlemagne does not rock with the actor who actually played yeah, the Yeah, Lakeith, um... Uh, yeah, so they always here. apparently they didn't been into it on numerous occasions. I saw both of them, yeah. And so you know that he was saying basically, yeah, he was born to play the role of a snitch, basically trying to put some shit out there on some. You played it so well, cause nigga, you this type of nigga. And they say, dude, called him a hoe. Oh, I checked. You know, he didn't. He didn't. Well, Lakeith did. Right. But the brother who played Fred Hampton checked him. In yeah, movie, that's what he said. Right on the spot. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. So you 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 still got a problem with Lakeith? That's what this is, yeah? Cause you know, brother from the UK. Right, yeah, and he immediately was like, No, 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 we're not gonna do that. Right, that's exactly what he said. Like, no, 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 we're not gonna do that, right? And he immediately got to check him because Charlemagne waited till the end of the interview, and, shoot throw his some jab. Shit. Yeah. and Buddy caught it and, like, No, 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 we're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's true, supposed to do he it. He struggled with that role through mm-hmm. the whole time, right? You don't understand how he went through a whole problem trying to. Deal with the fact of what happened in that, and that shit was balls to him because him down, even as a media cool. source, you on there can say, "Well, yeah, I don't know nothing about that." You can let it fly past you, or you can catch it. That was one of the only times that a motherfucker just checked a motherfucker on spot. Yeah, this yeah, show, no. show motherfucker, but yeah, uh, no, we're not gonna do that. Right. Period. That's what he said. <laughs> I watched the interview because I was like, I had read it. Then it was a. Because as media does, it tried to play it amongst yeah. those two brothers. Mm-hmm. But then I read a part where the brother, I forget his first name, I know his last name is Kul- uh, uh, Kulia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brother from Get Out. The one that mm-hmm. played, Get right. out, the one that played um, Fred. Fr- uh, he was in Black Panther. He was, yeah. Slim and. He was, she was, he was, what was Queen and Slim? Queen and Slim, yeah. Mr. Daniel Kaluuya played Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah. And uh, but he immediately he's an intellectual brother. I really started following him now because mm-hmm. I really dug the introspectiveness of him. Mm-hmm. I liked how he communicated himself on certain matters. Even he from being from where he's from, he said he spoke about how racial issues are over there and how the difference of it being in England because. That's their land, mm-hmm. and the people and the slaves and you know black people were brought to their land. So mm-hmm. it's different. Where in America, they came and took land, mm-hmm. and then went took people and brought them to the land. Like the devil up. So you know, whereas the racism is just as strong there, he says, mm-hmm. it's carried different, right? Than here, and he said they touched on black history there. Mm-hmm. Black American Western, as he put it, mm-hmm. uh, history. But it's like the basic Malcolm Martin, mm-hmm. then Rosa Parks, and yeah. then, it's, <laughs> then they jump from them to JFK. That's basically what they And he said, that. through his dealings with American blacks over here, he got you know introduced to a lot of the things deeply, you know, behind that aren't as you know, spoken like upon. Like police brutality. Is and that he, coming there in London too or not so yeah, much? Yeah, he, oh. he specifically spoke on that. Right. And it was 
Brothers over there getting killed by the police over there. Mm. And they had an uprising where they was tearing stuff up over there behind that. Right. So he's he's very experienced in that type of thing going on mm-hmm. in his culture across the pond. And to come over here and then to really be in this, engulfed in this form of racism, he said it's a different feeling. It's a different jacket. Mm-hmm. And being in it here, he said that he said that that's what made him really want to do learn more about it and when he when because he said they got approached to do the judas and the black messiah when they were in a movie together um they were to get out together that's when Mm -hmm. he said the guy approached them Mm -hmm. and lakeith then when they did get out together and he said when he did his research and he read the script he said he had to do it and when he got off into the research of fred it really shook him up Mm -hmm. and it made him want to go and look into other things Mm -hmm. so that's where he really got into it and he took on you know that that jaggedy said the type of dude he went and spoke to fred jr and uh, and um his uh fred's i don't know if it was his she wife was at the time she was his girlfriend at the time spoke to both of them and he said it was it turned into an eight hour <laughs> introduction to a whole story and he said he sat there and he listened to him and he went through the whole thing and he said with me i wanted to make sure that i was there to receive right and not not to over talk and bring too much to him so it was a good it was a lot to that that brought it in. So that's solid. That's a that's a lot of information about the movie. I and the background that I certainly didn't know. Cause we appreciate you for it. It's a must watch though. Must watch and the interview. You need to watch that interview. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a good interview all the way up until the end. The one he had with the Breakfast Club with the brother who played Fred Hampton. And I hate I we weren't intending to go into that. So as you can tell, our conversations lead us down these paths and into these rabbit holes. And what happened was. I don't have that information, but it does. It is something that we all need to really go into and, and get a full concept of the brother that's playing Fred Hampton. Because us being here from Chicago, it resonates with us. Mm-hmm. Then the, the, the black history, Definitely. the black history of our city resonates with us. Let alone, you know, black history in itself. Exactly. You know. And I know that's that's final thoughts, people. What, what, well, my, I'm gonna go first. Today. I usually don't go first, but listen. If your ass doing hard drugs, keep that shit to yourself, bro. Because <laughs> listen, no, listen keep that keep that shit to yourself. Because I think that shit done got a little bit too transparent at this point. I don't want our kids hearing that message. And you was fifty something. Let a motherfucker get to be fifty something and try. But and that's another thing. People put things out there that they doing at a certain age. But the people hearing that message are way younger. You was drug free, according to you, through your twenties, thirties, forties, and nobody was swinging you the other way. Don't swing. That's bullshit, in my opinion, <laughs> bro. But you welcome to come on to what your own podcast and yeah, give us your come calls. on with that. Come on, listen. Um, yeah, Doctor uh, Carl Hart. You're welcome to come here. And this people, but in my in my opinion. You've been studying it for 30 years. You ain't gonna make me believe just seven years ago you popped your first line or you hit your first line of heroin. I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not okay that he, he going around telling people it's okay to do drugs. Yeah, that's, that's especially not that you know, drug. We, we, we welcome you to come on and say your piece. And then you never know, like people hear that shit, they just started, they might shoot up and now it's intravenous. Now we talking HIV. Like it's, that's a deadly message to put out there. Keep that shit to yourself, bro. Cause. True story. True story. Um, the first thing I'm gonna say is like, share, subscribe. Like, share. What's your own podcast? All streaming networks. Everything. And on social media. Um. Yeah. Keep in contact <laughs> with your family. Um, I mean, you may not see them every day. I got friends from grammar school that I don't keep in contact with every day or every month. 
But I definitely do check on them, um, see how they doing, see where they head at. Um, family members the same way. Um, I actually just came back from Vegas last week seeing my aunt. Um, she's older. She's 80. So, I mean, you just got to keep in contact with your with your people. Be careful going out to places. Um, going to the mall ain't even safe no more. You know, they find the people in garbage cans. They find the people on the side of the road. They find the dead bodies on the side of cars and stuff like that. Keep up with your people. Keep in contact. Make sure they're safe. If you don't even see them, send them a text. Just call them. Let's see, make sure they're all right. It don't take nothing but 30 seconds to pick up the phone and say, hey, I was just calling to check on you. That's facts. Uh, man, watch watch how you talk to people. You never know what somebody uh going through in their life. So this situation True. that happened at Forest City, you know, you don't know how that conversation went. Yeah. Ain't no telling what that employee from uh, Foot Locker said to that guy that made him come back to shoot him. Oh, yeah. what, oh what a you guy gotta, man. Regardless if it's a crackhead, bum on the street, drunk, sometimes you got to give people the utmost respect until they All disrespect time. you. True. So you never know what's going to be on the other end of their mindset and they might come back and do something yeah. perfect to you. Respect is very thin in today's society. Yeah, it definitely is. That and loyalty. Bravo. That's a whole other conversation. Though. Yeah, dog. <laughs> man, study your history. Understand where you come from in order to know where you're going. Please do not be out here, man, and just pretending that anything that happened before you did not exist. Mm -hmm. You take that, man, you're supposed to learn from the past, man, in order to be a better you. Yeah. We got to be a better people. We have to grow. I mean, I can't see us. It seems to me, with all of the technology we have at our disposal, we're moving backward in our, in our ability to deal with one another. Yeah. And then we can't do that, man. And, you know, we have to get better. We have to get better and do better. Cuz touched on it, you know, with the respect thing, but it's just you, you have to be mindful that we've come too far to just be right here. Right. Just to be here. We've come too far and where we are, we should be way further along. And I don't understand why no one seems to want to care. I'm not gonna say no one. I don't see why more of us don't care more. Mm -hmm. So let's touch on that. So with that being said, what y'all? What y'all? What y'all? What y'all? Share, subscribe, please. All social media platforms. E e. Have a good one. Deuces. <laughs>